What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly Podcast. This is episode 14, season one. We are winding down this year. We are in November already, Clay. I don't know what is going on. This is blowing my mind. This doesn't have anything to do with Batman, but Clay reminded me of the just, was this yesterday or today? Stanley's been dead for a year. Yeah. Blows my mind. Like, holy This crap, year I literally flew by. Out. Yeah, I told Clay, I was like, dude, he just died a few months ago. He's like, no, nah, man, it's been a year. I was like, what? I literally thought he died this year. And the only reason Wait. why I remember it's been a year is because I was still working on the comic shop when it happened. So. Okay. Yeah, I, man, was I at work that day? I don't know. Like, I probably was, like, on the way or something. And then I just got the got the news. But I was just like, oh, man. But anyways, yeah, so crazy, crazy how time has flown. I mean, we're, we're, this is episode 14. We are freaking, what, four months in? Yeah. Already? 14 yeah, weeks, like, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. So, yeah, anyways, guys, uh, this is Batman News Weekly. Now, we have some really interesting freaking news that I cannot wait to talk about. Oh, this is my rumors. Gosh. Yes, it is rumors, but I want to say that I have said on this podcast, if this happens, I will lose my shit. And the rumor is coming out. That the bat suit we will be getting in Matt Reeves the Batman will be a blue and gray bat suit with white eyes. And I'm losing my shit over here. Now we're going to talk about where the rumor came from, but I just want to talk about this in general that I have said for the longest freaking time that if you ever give me a Batman with white eyes, I'm fucking done. It's already the greatest movie of all time. But now Matt Reeves wants to give me a blue cow and gray suit Batman as well. It's game over. This is already the greatest Batman of all time if that happens. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm super pumped for this. Freaking Clay, what is your thoughts on this? You know, we we have always had that ideal look for Batman. You know, when, when he finally gets on screen. And, of course, he's been on screen several times. He's one of the yeah. heroes that has, you know, more films out there than any other. But... When you think of Batman, that you're like, you're Batman. What do you want on screen? Everybody always talks about the white eyes. Yeah. Always, always, always. And up until uh, Batflick, it, it was always gray suit, like fabric, gray yeah. suit. And, of course, his was more of a leather, but it looked fabricated. Uh, yeah. Fabricated. But it looked like fabric. And it's so a black suit. You said yeah. gray. So he was the first one to have a gray suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the one, first one to, with the gray and black. And so, you know, that was one step towards like, oh, man, this is like getting super close to like animated series yeah. Batman. So super excited about it. You know, we were discussing at work whether this is going to be, you know, maybe the gray and blue like Earth One, Jeff Johns, or maybe Hush, you know, yeah. with uh, Jim Lee. And I think everybody's pointing more towards Hush. Um, people might be pointing a little bit more towards back in the 80s. Excuse me, back when, like, uh, McFarlane was drawing. Yeah. Uh, Batman, he has that, like, that really nice shade of blue on his cowl and cape. And, you know, one thing that you forgot to mention was the fact that in this rumor, it says that there is uh, less yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know the exact terminology they used, but well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and read these queets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queets. I said queets. <laughs> <laughs> Make that a website. Queets.com. Uh, this quote from Twitter 
which comes from Thomas Polito. He's one of the guys that is one of the big scoopers when it comes to this kind of stuff. In recent months, he's been mixed when it comes to sources. So, uh, But I'm going to hope he's right on this one because it is being corroborated by other people that have good track records. But uh, Thomas says that I'm hearing the bat suit in Matt Reeves, the Batman will be blue and gray, and that might be, and we might get the first look next month. Haven't been able to confirm yet, but this comes from a reliable source, and he actually has a photo of that, like you know, not, it's, I don't think it's a McFarlane Batman, but it's more like the kind of like the it's, Neil Adams kind it's, of one. It's it's close to the '80s '70s yeah. look of Batman, and uh, it's the you know, it's kind of like Adam West basically. Yes, but you know, just more comic form. And then, uh, so there's that one, but then we also have somebody that also works with Thomas, who's uh, Casey Walsh. He's actually broke some stuff before, and he talked about, uh, this is what he said on Twitter. He said, take this as a rumor, but we're hearing from a reliable source that the Batsuit will be modernized take on Adam West's costume, or I should say West costume, incorporating blues and grays, but no longer yellow. But most importantly, I'm told it will feature white eyes. So those are the two quotes that we're going off of. And like I said, these people have had some pretty good track records. They, uh, you know, Thomas did mention that we might see it next month. And that could be at CCXP, which is a big event going on in Brazil, where Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey are supposed to be dropping trailers. So if you were ever going to have a big presence and drop the first look at the Batsuit, that might be the place to do it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they, they said no longer yellow. I really hope that he just means in the symbol on his chest or maybe in yeah. the yellow outlines. Because if it is resembling uh, Batman 66 at all, uh, I kind of get that ca- that cape and cowl stuck in my head. And yeah. this a little bit of the stitching was yellow and purple and stuff. Yeah. Um, I hope, I really hope it's not that and it just looks like a really weird dark 66. That would be yeah. weird. But more so, I would love to have that hush suit you know, yeah. with the yellow belt, all the pouches. I love pouches when it comes to my superheroes. I don't know why. It's very 90s thing. Yeah. Uh, I would really, really love that. Now, also, one thing that I kind of considered while you were talking uh, and what we haven't really talked about before at work, would you want short ears or long ears? Dude, since Affleck came in, I like the short ears. And I'm a bigger fan of short ears than I am long ears. Because when I go back and watch the Nolan stuff, I'm like, those ears are too pointy. Like, it's just kind of how I feel. But uh, Affleck's cow just looks so badass. Yeah. And maybe we'll get, like, a uh, an in-between. You know, not as high as uh, Nolan's uh, cow ears, but, you know, maybe not as sm- small as, you know, uh, freaking Zack Snyder's. Yeah. So um, I'd be cool with it. I mean, at the end of the day, if it looks cool, it looks cool. You know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's all I really care about. But, man, this is, like, Matt Reeves is trying to give me my wet dream of Batman. Like, 100%. He's giving me characters that are already going to be, like, sustainable or, like, already, like, uh, formed is what I should say. He's going to have multiple rogues in this movie. He's going to have a detective movie. It is going to be Batman with a blue cow gray suit. And, yeah, I hope it's actually a yellow belt, too, because that yellow belt pops. Also, we were talking about this at work, but... Do you want the Chones or not, which that's underwear? Do you want the underwear Batman or not? I, for for me, just because of the classic look, you know, a lot of people can hate me for it. Um, I'm a fan of the trunks because it shows the uh, the history of the character. Yeah. Um, I do understand and I completely agree that character designs and characters need to develop with the modern age of where they're being published or, you know, how they're being perceived. 
so I can I can go full on with Reeves if he decides to not put the trunks on, yeah. but I would absolutely love to see the trunks on it. Yeah, I would like to see a modern version of the trunks, which we haven't seen. I mean, of course, Adam West was the last one to do that. But I think if you get somebody like Ironhead Studios, who is the one I showed you that they did that Apocalypse, and they are the ones that did the Affleck uh, suit. And they also did – I've recently followed them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They did the Kryptonian armor from Man of Steel. They have done all the stuff from Aquaman. Mm-hmm. They are the people to go to when it comes to just badass costumes. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that Reeves stays with them. Uh, they did the Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and all that too. Um, so yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, Reeves stays with them, and they do take a modern spin on this thing with an awesome yellow belt. Because I think the trunks, the, you ignore the trunks when you have an awesome belt. And if it's like this bright yellow belt, you're not going to care about the trunks. You're going to be like, oh my god, that Batman looks awesome. Yeah. And... um yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for, man, because I've always wanted a blue cow Batman. I was not somebody that grew up on Adam West. I never have, I haven't seen all of the Adam West stuff. I've seen the memes of it, but I've never really been able to sit down and watch the Adam West Batman because I don't think it's on DC Universe. Uh, it was, I think. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, when I first saw my like very first episode of Batman 66, mm-hmm. was actually at right outside of graduation in 2010. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I saw Batman 66 like at all. So yeah. you know I'm fairly new to the character as well. Um, I enjoy you know f- for what it was back in 66 is very yeah. comedic and you know the suit was definitely a part of its time. Uh, but I definitely mm-hmm. would like to see what Matt Reeves does. As for that being inspiration, you know, maybe the characters and, you know, where those characters were back then and modernize them, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, and and I don't have a fear of that because I think some people might be leaning to that and be like, oh, man, he's going to do 66. That's going to be terrible. I think Matt Reeves knows what he's doing. Like, he's probably a fan, much like, you know, people that are our age or whatever have grown up on the animated series. That is their Batman where Reeves is probably somebody that grew up on 66 and that is his Batman. True. And um, so yeah, I think you know you just want to take a you want to take what you love and just bring it into the modern age. And so I really hope that's what he's going to do. And um, yeah, man, I'm just really pumped for what this Batman could be turning into cuz Matt Reeves says he wanted to do the most true Batman story in cinema and he seems like he's going hard in the paint with this. And there are rumors that he is going to you know, basically make a Batman universe, which that's pretty much all of DC right now is anyway for the DC universe stuff. But uh, if he starts giving us, you know, a Robin or a Nightwing and all of that stuff, like that's going to be pretty awesome too. But we'll just have to wait and see. So that is uh, some of the biggest news is the rumor is that we might be getting a blue and gray bat suit in the upcoming um, Batman movie. But that is not all the Batman news because we got a confirmation from something we talked about last week. Alfred has officially been cast, ladies and gentlemen, and it is Andy Serkis. And uh, I'm down, 100%. Totally I, down. I am I'm down because clearly Matt Reeves knows what he's doing. He's worked with Andy before. Uh, they, you know, they have a really good relationship with working on two really, really awesome movies. So I think this will work out. But I have never seen Andy Serkis in this type of role. So I'm really yeah. interested to see that. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it feels like every 
Batman has one of those people that's like, I've never seen him in that kind of role, or that person sucks. And they just end up being awesome. Yeah. Uh, although Andy Serkis doesn't suck. He's an amazing actor. <laughs> and um, you know what? I think he's just going to have fun with it. I think he's just going to have fun with it. You know, he is a Brit, so uh, he's not going to have to do any crazy acting like Gollum or freaking, uh, you know, what was uh, Caesar? Is that his name in yeah, Planet yeah. of the Apes? You know, he's just going to be, you know, probably calling out some jokes and being funny, Alfred. And when he's got to be a badass, he'll be a badass. So uh, I'm really uh, excited about that. I'm glad he's on board. I'm just hoping we get that Colin Farrell confirmation, which I do want to point out. Just listen to freaking Kevin Smith's podcast that they uploaded on YouTube, and they said confirmed. Just want to throw that out there. If you do listen to the Kevin Smith podcast too, Colin Farrell has not been confirmed. As Clay said, nothing is official if Matt Reeves does not tweet out a GIF with yes. the person's name. If the GIF, if what did I say? It sounded really, really nice. If if Matt doesn't show the GIF, it's not confirmed. That's basically yeah. it. And you know he did it. I want to say like mid midday today, and yeah. it had Andy Circus like high fiving a whole bunch of people. And he said, uh, "It's final. Here is our Alfred." Yeah. And or it was like Alfred's running in or something like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it was really interesting. So, yeah, if you want to know uh, when things get confirmed, just go follow Matt Reeves. Like, just literally open up a Twitter account, follow Matt Reeves, because he, every time somebody is officially confirmed, he tweets it, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, I have uh, my notifications on for him. Like, I, I basically said every tweet he says, just make yeah. sure I see it. And I so, used to. I wish he had an Instagram account, because I, I'm just not on Twitter anymore. So, it's just yeah. like, eh. I just I hear everything from Clay. Clay literally texts me <laughs> when something happens. So, I appreciate that he's still on Twitter. Uh, for my sanity, I can't be on there anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is still not the last Batman news because we got another casting. That now this isn't a big one. I know everybody's like, oh, you know, it's a Firefly. Uh, which this actually, she, it would have been cool. If she would have been Firefly. They have gender bent Firefly in the past, so it would have been oh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, if she would have been Firefly. But we have, uh, if I'm not saying it's Jamie Lawson is her name. I didn't pull up the article. Uh, I, I believe I believe it was. Yeah, I believe her name is the actress's name is Jamie Lawson, and she was in. Uh, I believe. Okay, I have it right here. She's a Juilliard. She's from Juilliard grad, mm-hmm. and um, she's been in. Uh, let's see. She starred in productions such as Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet. So she's more of a Broadway person. Yep. It seems like she's on stage, uh, but she is supposed to be playing. This is updated from Batman News. They say io9 is reporting that she will be playing an original character named Bella, a grassroots political candidate running for office in Gotham. So with that storyline, some people are thinking they might go to the very generic penguins running for office and, uh, you know, maybe she's running against him, which I really hope not because Gotham just did that damn thing that happened in Burton's. I don't need to see Penguin running for office again. So I'm really hoping that Matt Reeves doesn't do that. And I'm hoping it's just, you know, election time. We'll have a new president that year that this comes out. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you know, I'm hoping there's kind of just keeping the political thing going and that she's just, you know, be a random character in here. So, yeah, I, I, I was going to say also she could be, you know, uh, a lawyer that's fighting for the D.A. alongside with like possibly Harvey Dent. But then Nolan yeah. did that you know, just recently with his yeah, films. And so I yeah, don't think Matt true. Reeves would really try to do that again. So, yeah. you know, it's still up in the air, you know, how how important she is to the story, mm-hmm. of course. We don't really know any of the uh, story points at this, at this yeah. point in time. So we'll see. But before we move on, I actually wanted to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we 
have heard rumors about Mad Hatter, Two-Face, Firefly. Is there a staple character or presence that needs to be in Gotham or in a Batman film that hasn't been announced yet that you really hope is in the movie? That needs to be? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we always have to state we always have to say that it's a cop out if you don't do it, but you have to have a Joker. Like, and I think Matt Reeves knows that he can't do Joker right now, so he's saving it for the final film. I think that's going to be his crescendo. Is going to be a I crazy Joker story. Uh, because everybody's like, because then I think I think when you're doing a trilogy, you have to be smart about this shit too. Is you can't blow your load on the first fucking movie. Like, oh, you yeah. got to do a good movie then, because the sequel always underperforms. And then if you do a good sequel, then you're like, all right, I want to blow your mind with the third film. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Nolan's trilogy actually was one where the sequel was the better film out of all of them. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it's usually it's usually the one where it lulls. So, um, so I think he's like, you know what, I'm going to go into it because that's exactly what I would do. I would save Joker for the third freaking film. You want to go out on top. Um, but out of anybody that's in the rogues gallery – you know what? They need to have some mob bosses in here, to be honest. Like, there needs to be, like, a Falcone, a Maroni, stuff like that. Now, they don't really get a lot of play in, like, big movies and stuff like that. But if you're going to have mobs and stuff, and you're going to have people to question and people that have goons, I think you need to have some mobsters in here. Well, I uh, think with, you know, a big player like Penguin being a mm-hmm. part of the film, you know, with him having the Iceberg Lounge and being really deep into you know, the mob and, you know, playing around with Gotham, I think it would work out just fine to have somebody like Falcone in there to, you know, kind of play against Penguin. Yeah, and I would like to have, you know, like, that could be a side story going on. Like, there's a mob war happening. Like, Penguin is trying to take over Gotham. There's a lot of murders happening, so, you know, Batman's going to go question Penguin. Like, are you killing these people, blah, 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 because you're mob war with Falcone. So... That would be pretty awesome. We have heard that it might be a long Halloween type thing, which again, in that story, Batman is wearing a blue cowl and, you know, everything in that one. So if it is going long Halloween, that is more that. And Falcone is a huge character in that story. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a Falcone. That would be pretty awesome. But uh, I don't know, man. I think you need an Oscar Isaac Two-Face. I think that's what you need in this (laughs) damn film. Uh, Definitely need some more brown people in this film for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hugo Strange, if they do Arkham, oh, that, that be might be cool. really good. You know what I mean? Uh, you can cast an Asian character for that one right there because uh, they did that in Gotham. I actually like the guy that actually played Hugo Strange in Gotham. Uh, oh yeah, he was yeah, pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like uh, I think Hugo Strange. If if I really hope that they show Arkham because I think that would be really cool. And there was rumors. Of that, you know, there's always stuff that's coming out about the Snyder Cut, but when there's stuff every once in a while, people drop it about the Batman that, you know, Ben Affleck was supposed to do. And uh, somebody that, um, I forgot his name. I told you his name. Uh, He's like a storyboard artist or something like that that's been saying a lot of stuff about the Snyder Cut. Said that the Ben Affleck script was pretty awesome. And from what I heard about the Ben Affleck script, it sounded like it was going to be awesome. It was supposed to be basically he was going to be in the Batsuit a majority of the time trapped in Arkham and he was going to fight his way through Arkham to get to Deathstroke which was basically Arkham Origins the game yeah so uh, I would have been down with that I've always been more of a fan of somebody like I want to see Batman in the bat suit for like 80% of the film but you know I think that just kills your actor so yeah. that's probably why they don't do it 
Um, but I think, you know, him just, you know, like they were talking, they were comparing it to the movies like The Raid. I've never seen those movies, but apparently they're like epic action movies that take place oh, in like yeah, one yeah, setting. Yeah. So I don't know. So that's the rumor for the Batman stuff. But uh, I don't know. At this point, man, like everything that's coming and leaking out about this, I'm just, I'm pumped. Like I just. I'm so it, ready for this. Yeah. I'm ready for this too. And if they're going to leak the bat suit, you know, at uh, show the concept at, you know, CC uh, XP or whatever it's called. I'm down with that because that's only next month, and then we'll have Wonder Woman and, you know, another Birds of Prey trailer and blah, blah, blah. Hopefully, we'll get, like, some Suicide Squad teases here in the future because that's currently filming. And then um, what else is going on? And then we'll see what happens with Batgirl, man. Since we got a Black Gordon, I wonder if they're already looking for that because uh, the rumor is if Birds of Prey does well, they are going to push that Batgirl film really fast. I hope so, so man. I really Because the script's done. The script's apparently done already. Um, which that girl that has written all the damn scripts right now is writing The Flash, which will that movie ever be done? I don't know. Hopefully, since she's attached, it'll get made. But, uh, you know, Fantastic Beasts is ruining everybody's lives on that. (laughs) That's enough about that. We're going to stick in the entertainment news. And just quick notes, uh, if you're a fan of Titans on DC Universe, it got season three. Uh, I found this out from uh, Dove herself, Mika Kelly, I believe is her name. Yeah. Uh, Minka. Kelly, um, she's so bae. I follow her. She was doing like stuff with like, lions and stuff today, and I was like, I love you. Oh yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I saw so that. great. I love you. <laughs> um, so Dove, I'm glad I'm gonna be able to see my bae for another season. And uh, oh, I saw this, and I, I can't confirm it. I don't know if you've been keeping up with it, but apparently we're getting the Nightwing suit in episode twelve. So the, that's more towards that's, the end. That is like the the penultimate episode for this yeah. season. That yeah. sucks. Oh, yeah, man, so, I want it so bad. I want it so I'm three bad. Episodes, I'm three episodes. Clay's up to date on the comic shows, most of them. Uh, but uh, I'm three episodes behind on Watchmen. I'm three or four episodes behind on Titans. Two or three episodes behind on Batgirl, Batwoman. So, like, I'm just, I can't keep up, man. Like, Apex is taking over my life and the React channel and everything. I just don't have time anymore. See, I, I either watch it on my phone right before I go to sleep or right when I wake up, like before I even get out of bed, I'm just like, yeah. boom, I'm going to watch it. All right, now I can get my day done. But, I mean, Titans has been really, really fun. Uh, next episode is going to be another Bruce Wayne heavy episode. Okay. So, I saw a picture of him holding Batarangs. Has that happened already? No, that's going to that be the, the that's the next episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, really, really uh, excited for that because he's going to meet the rest of the Titans. Okay. You know, the... Uh, Minor spoiler, uh, mm. there was a conversation between Dick and Garfield, uh, Beast Boy, and okay. he told Garfield, hey, when uh, or if Connor wakes up, you need to call Bruce Wayne, and he mm-hmm. can get a hold of Superman. Oh, and nice. so, you know, that is probably why uh, Bruce is finally meeting up with the team. Yeah. Pretty much going to talk about all the crap that's happened this season how to confront it and things like that. So I think it's really cool that Bruce is going to be a little bit of a mentor, yeah. hopefully, uh, in this next few episodes. And then, you know, they finally team up for real and actually be the Titans and yeah. go forth and try to kick freaking Deathstroke's ass. That sounds pretty awesome. I need to catch up, man. I used to do the watching before bed stuff, but then I end up watching everything and then it's like six in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I should have went to bed. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but uh, the next thing that I'm really excited about that Clay just informed me my reaction video is trash. 
because I didn't edit it properly, uh, is the Harley Quinn trailer on DC Universe, the animated Harley Quinn show. I'm super pumped about this. I literally laughed out loud in one of the scenes on this thing, and it's just, I'm so glad it's a Harley Quinn show that doesn't seem like it's going to have limits. It's like basically like a Rick and Morty Harley Quinn show. Oh, yeah, it definitely has that feeling. Uh, Now, I haven't watched the full episode of Rick and Morty, but Mm -hmm. it definitely has that aesthetic and just like the way, uh, you know, they've pretty much, you know, molded this show. It it definitely feels like that. Uh, One thing that I do not agree with Mm -hmm. with most of Twitter today was the fact that people were like, oh, man, what's with the, all the nonsensical, you know, cussing and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to sound yeah. like my grandmother. And I'm like, dude, just th- not every cartoon needs yeah. to be for everyone. Like, yeah, I'm for sorry. Sure. And, you know, that's why they have things like freaking uh, the Archer on FX. That's why they I have. love Archer. Have you uh, not watched that show? I still haven't that seen it. That show is amazing. There is I, also- would, I would suggest Archer over Rick and Morty. I said it. I said it, Archer's wow. a better show. I think so. But, you know, you also have shows on uh, Netflix, like BoJack, the horse the horse guy. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Haven't seen that at all. Um, there's also another uh, show about, like, imaginary friends, uh, like the, the big hairy monster. I, I don't know what that is. I haven't seen that. I don't uh, know what that is. It's uh, John Mulaney, the the comedian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I know, I know, the, I know the animation. It's yeah. in my brain, but I don't yeah. know what it's called. But like that is an adult cartoon as well. Mm-hmm. There's plenty, of, like freaking Rick and Morty. That is not a like. I don't oh, care. No. I don't care what you say. There's plenty of parents that have shown Rick and Morty to their kids. That is not a kids show. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. But and this isn't different from DC. I mean, they literally had Bruce fuck Barbara in The Killing Joke. Like, yeah. this is not... I mean, they even had in Batman and Harley Quinn, she basically rapes Nightwing. Yeah. Pretty much, you know what I mean? So, like, DC has never been a company that has shied away from craziness. I mean, we, we didn't cover it on this show, but when we were doing the uh, Comic Book Legion podcast, we talked about Superman versus the Clan or fights the Clan, you know? Yeah. And, like, that was a heavy comic book. Like, yeah, DC. Doesn't care about being adult. Now, I will say there are some times where it just doesn't fit. Like, it didn't fit in The Killing Joke. It was unnecessary. Um, But I'm not opposed to them doing it. I mean, they started Black Label, although they kind of uh, flopped under pressure, in my opinion, when it came to that. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah, and I feel like DC could be the comic book company because obviously, if anything big's ever going to happen, it has to has to happen between Marvel and DC. Marvel's not going to be the one to do it, so DC is the one that can push the boundaries more. And I'm just me personally. I don't know if we have any viewers or listeners, I should say, that are in different countries, uh, which I think from analytics we actually do. But uh, you know, we are in America, and it's it's unfortunate that uh, we're still. Uh, you know, ashamed from nudity in things. Like, oh, oh yeah. God, why is that person they, show a nipple they, or whatever? Like, just, like, the human body is, like, immediately sexualized yeah. in Americans' eyes. And it sucks. Like, you know, it, it, there's science to it. There's art to it. There's all mm-hmm. these different things to the, you know, human phys- physiological. I can't even talk tonight. Physique. Yeah, yeah physique. That's easier yeah. to say. But, you know... Me and you, we both follow artists that are from overseas that, you know, they, post, do that, stuff all the they time. post that stuff on the daily yeah. and it's completely normal. Mm-hmm. So I think we as Americans need to kind of get rid of that stigma of like, yeah. oh, you know, 
because it's a woman, she, you know, can't, you know, feel powerful as nude, you know? Yeah. Uh, she's vulnerable as nude. And it's like, yeah. what? Like, come on now. Well, and so, at the same time, we need to get we need to get comfortable with that mindset because then you can't have like characters like Catwoman who use their sexuality to their advantage. But everybody's like, "Oh, you're just using her as an object." I'm like, no, that's what the character does. Like, exactly. You know, there exactly. are women that use their bodies to get men to do things. It's poison ivy as well. Society. You know, just exactly. like just those know? characters. Yeah, and and it's nothing wrong with those characters. If anything, I would say they're hella smart because they're using what they got. Yeah. And, you know, um, so there's just there's a lot that needs to change in American mentality when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so, I, it, yeah, it would blow my mind that people are freaking out about Harley Quinn because, one, if anybody was going to cuss, I feel like it would be her. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. you know, she's she's out there. She hangs out with the Joker and all these crazy people. But I also think that in this forum, in this comedy landscape where she's basically going to be hanging out with villains all the time. I'm just really hoping that Batman is always just stoic and so serious and everybody else is just batshit crazy and like cussing and doing all this wacky stuff. And he's just like going to Arkham Quinn. Let's go. You know, <laughs> like I just hope he's just always that character. Well, like because... the best thing about it is it's the same voice actor who did the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon. So oh, nice. he he has that like very like iconic voice for Batman and yeah. so I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Like, because yeah. he does have that stoic voice and then mm -hmm. everything around him, you know, with Harley Quinn. You know, if if you haven't seen the trailer today, I highly recommend it. I will say it's not safe for work. So don't, you know, have it full blast if you're yeah. at work or if you're out in the public. But it is a really, really funny uh, trailer and I can't wait for it. That happens yeah. immediately after Titans in December. Okay. Well, yeah. I think no. It ha it happens November 29th. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like right at the end of November. Yeah. Tail end of the you know yes. Yeah. So, so that's gonna be awesome, man. And I really can't wait for um just to see that show. I think it's gonna be great. And I hope we're gonna. Uh, is it gonna be weekly? We're gonna get three episodes like we did Young Justice. I wonder oh, how that's gonna. That's work. gonna be interesting. I haven't even checked to see how many episodes have been confirmed yet. So that'll be interesting as yeah. well. Uh, with with how it, uh, man, I don't know. Because how because com comedic shows when it comes to sitcoms mm -hmm. they're pretty long seasons so I would hope yeah that because this is the cartoon it's gonna be comedic that I hope that it's gonna be like a twenty something episode thing yeah uh, and so it runs through twenty twenty uh, and that's when we'll finally see Star Girl but we'll see yeah. we'll see yeah that'll be uh, pretty awesome because we already know we got confirmation that Titans will start at the end. Of, I, I'm just going to say September because we thought it was going to start in December of this year. And they're like, no, 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 it's ready. We're starting in September. Yeah. So let's just say it starts around September. Unfortunately, we're not getting Swamp Thing again. Um, and then Doom Patrol is currently filming. So yeah. we might get that at some point. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. DC Universe is uh, looking pretty exciting. Uh, I know Clay has been raving about uh, Disney+. Plus. So they got some good stuff going on. There's gonna be a lot of a uh, lot of content that I'm not gonna be able to watch because <laughs> I just I can't even watch the stuff that's out now. But uh, I'm excited that it's there for me to watch. So I can't wait for that. Uh, but that is all the entertainment news we have, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go over to the comic books now, and it wasn't a great week for Batman. Um, yeah, it was yeah, kind of dull, unfortunately. Yeah, we're gonna cover two issues uh, first, and then we're gonna talk about the issue that I actually enjoyed this week. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about a series that we actually enjoyed, Issue 1, 
And that is Batman. Uh, Batman. The wait, is it, I'm already messing up the title. Batman's Grave. Is yes. that what it's called? It's Batman's Grave. Yeah, and this is written by. I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Ellis Warren Ellis. Yes. Okay. This one's Warren Ellis's. Yeah, and this is gonna be what a twelve issue series. Twelve issues. And I'm already over it. Like it's unfortunate <laughs> because. So if you guys don't remember when we talked about this, we were really intrigued by it because it looked like it was going to be a detective mystery and the last issue ended with batman going to this person's house this person was trying to figure out who batman was or just he was just obsessed with batman and then he like found out that the killer was still in the room that actually killed this guy and this issue starts off with it it, the last issue ended when he sees that guy this issue has what, like you said, like 10 pages of just fighting? So I'm counting them right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pages of one fight. Now, here's the thing. Brian Hitch, he is a, I guess, what's the, what's the phrase? Uh, acquired taste? Mm-hmm. For some people, some people absolutely love his work. He loves to do double page spreads. That is his thing. He loves splash pages. Um, And so I think this was Warren Ellis saying, hey, Hitch, I want you to tell the story with, you know, as as little dialogue as I have to write. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, freaking Hitch told the story in this fight. Which is cool, don't get me wrong, you know, this this uh, face eater or whatever you want to call him yeah. is, you know, terrifying. You know, he his the way he's drawn with his teeth being like almost separated from each other mm-hmm. and just looking very menacing. It's, you know, it's very confusing as to like who the hell is this person and how is he able to like, you know, keep up with Batman right now. You know, he yeah. looks a little bit like an older guy, so, you know, you're, you're still questioning, you know, who the hell is this guy? Uh, but, you know, having 11 pages of a 20-page comic yeah, being nothing but one fight, I, I feel like you were rushed to put in as much information as possible at the tail end of this book to where I'm still confused as of what's going on, in, you know, in the upcoming issue. So yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. And it's also too like, I- I'm cool with big fights. I mean, Scott Snyder started his whole Batman run with a big fight, um, but like, I just yeah, this one went on a little too long. Which I'm always cool with seeing Batman fight people. But I think if you're gonna do something that's like 12 pages, you got to make it really interesting. Um, and this one, I just kind of, I was kind of over, you know, like I, if this was like fighting Joker or fighting Bane or somebody, I probably would have enjoyed it more, but I don't know nothing about this character. You know, I don't know why he's able to keep up with Batman so much. It's not like Deathstroke's first, you know, time fighting Batman or anything like that. Like it makes sense, but this guy just seems like, he looks like Carrot Top. And so I'm just like, I was like, all right, what's going on with this dude? Uh, but yeah, eventually, you know, Batman does end up getting the better of this guy after the 12 pages or whatever. And uh, this is something Clay mentioned, or I brought it to my attention that, you know, I think you said you didn't like this or you thought it was weird. Batman goes to drop this guy off at the GCPD, 
and the cops draw their guns on him pretty much. Or they one, pull him out of the holster. Yeah, the one holster. one cop pulls his gun out of the holster as if to like be on guard. And I'm just like, it's Batman. What are you what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And but we did have the discussion that there's some cops who don't believe it, in vigilantism. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't know where Warren Ellis is really writing this Gotham, whether it be the Gotham that is still on the fence about Batman and, you know, really the only one who has a good relationship with them is Gordon, you know, things like that. Uh, But also comic book Legion podcast, you know, Mark made a good uh, suggestion for why Mm -hmm. this was. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot of politics going around around right now with, uh, with the police and, you know, you know, shooting first asking questions later and so he questioned whether warren ellis was trying to be political in this Uh, panel or in the story um i i hope not just because it was very random and you didn't really get that too much and Mm -hmm. if that's a part of the story later i guess you can make it make sense but who knows yeah 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 uh, so it goes on to that to Bruce seeing a hungover Alfred, which this was something we didn't like in the first issue, and yeah, I don't like Alfred being hungover here. Like Alfred is supposed to be the like the moral compass, the center, the cordial guy. Yeah, yeah, you know he's supposed to be the guy that's picking up Bruce, not the other way around. And uh, yeah, so I I haven't liked the way he's written Alfred here, and um, you know Alfred like. I guess tries to make a joke or something like, hey, let me go beat up bad guys or whatever because he has his hangover instead of, like, you get some rest or whatever. I don't know. This is just kind of weird. And then uh, Batman goes to see Gordon on top of the roof, and they have uh, – this is actually a lot of panels that's just Batman getting to the roof uh, in the Batwing and stuff. And, like, I think it's, like, th- like one – so it's, like, two pages of just him arriving. And then he finally gets to Gordon. They have a chat about everything – and, um, you know, he mentions the whole thing about the cops. And, and Batman's like, oh, you heard about that? And, like, you know, Batman would have been like, he, he wouldn't care. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it was just really weird. I just don't like the dialogue that was going on in this section. And, uh, you know, Gordon's like, oh, I'll see into it or whatever. It's like, why does it matter? Like, you know, it's, it's I, don't, I, don't, I don't get where he was trying to go with that. It just made I, me- I almost feel like it's fluff. Like, the- yeah. Like he he needed something to fill the air. Warren Ellis needed something mm-hmm. to fill the air and fill these panels. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I want them to have a conversation other than just the mission. So you know, throwing that out there, yeah, um, I could I could see that, but yeah, I I, I definitely I definitely agree. It doesn't work. It's very odd the way they talk about it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the last two pages are basically you know. Batman doing his research on this mission where he's supposed to go, who he's supposed to find. And, you know, I, like I said, after reading it, I still don't know what's going on. I don't know where they're supposed to be going, who they're looking for. Um, and I know it gets a little lost in all of those panels with talking to Gordon. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end talking with Alfred, but I'm like, Ellis, this is 12 issues and issue yeah. two, like you're already losing me. I hope he can gain me back in issue three, but we'll see, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and when he when discussing the stuff with Gordon, uh, Gordon gives him an envelope, and I guess it has more information in it. And Bruce goes back to you know Alfred in the cave, and he's just chilling there. 
And one, this, I don't know if this annoyed you, it just annoyed me, but uh, he's standing here, he says, mm, I, need to, I need to run some labs. Like, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, run some labs? Like, run some tests. Like, you do them in a lab. Like, yeah. I, maybe that's science talk or whatever. Maybe it's old school stuff. But, like, I was like, tests. Like, if you run some tests or you need to do something else, like, word that differently. That, I don't know, for some, it's that's super nitpicky, but it annoyed the hell out of me. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you just really don't know where this is going at the end because the last panel is, like, Batman doing the whole, like, mm, thinking man thing and he says that would never mean okay that would mean okay that would never mean that he deserved to be murdered and like i don't know where this is going even with the panels before this like alfred's just questioning some stuff because like they actually talk about like oh why don't you just give this technology that you're using to the gcpd it could help them catch people he's like oh don't you think they'd use that on me and uh he's like you know all right fair point and then he just there's this panel of him talking about just the killer in prison and stuff, and it's just like I, I don't know what's happening. Like, yeah, exactly. And like so, yeah, I definitely wasn't a fan of this issue. I just I was like, oh, okay, and it sucks because I was very intrigued on that first issue because we had talked about it, and I thought like maybe the guy was the like it was fake, like the guy just wanted to meet Batman because he was so obsessed. But apparently that was actually the killer, and I was just like, you lost me. Like, I thought this could yeah. have been something very different, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was kind of weak. But moving on to another issue that I thought was pretty weak. Another this, disappointing issue this week. Yeah, and that is, uh, you know, Detective 1015 or 1014? This uh, is 1015. 1015. 1015. Uh, the last time we talked about this, we were actually really enjoying this because Mr. Freeze's wife had finally come out of her damn tube and she was Mrs. Freeze and she was a villain. And this looked awesome. Man, did this turn so fast into a story I don't like. Yeah, it it took... Well, let's just give a little bit of context before we just shit all over this. You know, we left off with the last issue... Miss uh, Nora Fries is now Mrs. Freeze, mm -hmm. and uh, we see here that freaking uh, Bruce, Alfred, and Lucius are all trying to find a cure for those women that Mr. Freeze had frozen to test on to try to unfreeze Nora. Yeah. And while they're doing this, we get a little bit of internal dialogue from Mr. Freeze himself. And he's like, you know, this is great. You know, I'm finally with my wife. I'm getting to do all these things. And we're going to be working together to have a perfect life. But I can see her enjoying this a little too much, basically, yeah. was his, his thought process. And you see her, like, beating the crap out of all these people. And, you know... In my head, I'm like, she is taking this villain thing, like, super well. Like, yeah. for somebody who was frozen because of cancer, and, mm -hmm. okay, I get this whole new life. I have to be blue, but I have this whole new life. Hey, let's go kill people. Like, yeah. it, weird, weird, really weird. Yeah. But, you know, we finally see that Lucius has cracked this code. He's He's ready to, you know, synthesize this serum. Everything's going to work out, but he needs a test subject. He's like, hey, how about that cow? And then you see Bat Cow, and I'm like, oh. Do you think that was Bat Cow? 
Or do you think it's just a cow? No, no, no. Because if you look at the, if you look at his face, he has the, mm. uh, like the bat signal. Oh, okay. Like thing I around his eyes. Panel again, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, he says no cow, no. Uh, Bruce says no cow, no other animals. You have to test it on a human, and we're not testing on anybody except for us. And I'm yeah. like, Bruce, calm down. You don't need to be so like fuck like. Yeah. I, I understand that, you know, hey, we need to protect people, but it's not like, okay, you need to freeze me, and then you need to, like... Yeah, and so this is one of my big issues with this. Um, I could say, and I, and I could be wrong about this, but I was always under the impression that Batman already had a cure for the frozen stuff. Like, he had thermal grenades and stuff like that that kind of unfroze people. It's in the damn Batman and Robin movie. Well, not only that, he unfroze himself like un- like i understand that it was from a suit also yeah. but i feel like in other and i understand that this is tomasi's run so yeah. like each writer does their own thing but in the past i am pretty sure people have been frozen by freeze and then dethawed you know by the yeah, help of batman it, it was usually like you throw him in hot water is kind of what <laughs> happened you know like no th- that's batman forever yeah, I get that, but I mean, even then, like, I want to say that he had, didn't like, he have like a grenades. laser in that yeah. movie? Yeah, he did. <laughs> so he dropped Robin in some perfectly placed hot water that was right there. Is what happened. And in the then movie. he uses the laser. Yeah, he has a laser gun. Oh it's like, my yeah, god, it's, I haven't seen that movie nuts. in so long. Yeah, That's it's awesome. pr- I watched it this year. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, oh, man. yeah. So I was always under. I thought that was kind of weird. I was like, dude, I thought you already had all this, like done so it was, that's what it was blowing my mind that they're trying to come up with this cure to save these frozen people when i was like i'm pretty sure that you've done this before but at the same time i thought the real problem and the real cure that was the hardest thing to do was saving freeze's wife like how is it just so much harder to get these people unfrozen but you know the wife's like legit you know what i mean yeah cuz like that's been decades like freeze has been around forever that story's been around forever that he's like you know he loves his wife and he's trying to cure for her we've seen people get iced and cured all the time so i just thought this was a really weird concept that they're trying so hard to unfreeze people when it's been done before so yeah and also i i will say this like i know this might sound you know, pun intended, cold-blooded on yeah. my end. But I don't care about these people. <laughs> yeah, I like, get you. Like, I feel like this is the this is the story about, like, oh, why, do, why don't we see Superman saving more people out of the buildings that are being destroyed, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, that's why they made it an effort in the Avengers movie to, like, actually save people on screen. Yeah. Like... I, I don't want to read about these people being saved. I'm sorry. I just want to see Batman kicking ass and trying mm-hmm. to stop Mr. Freeze. That's all yeah. I want. Like, I, I don't have any concern of whether these women live or die. And I know that sounds really bad. But mm-hmm. unless these, you know, women are very important to a story that's coming up after this. Yeah. Or are secretly, you know, superheroes. I don't care. Like, you know? Yeah, and and I think they if they wanted to make this a little bit more interesting, it should have been somebody that they knew. Like, it should have been Alfred, or it should have been somebody where you actually care about that character. Because, yeah, I understand that. Um, and, and, like, yeah, I don't really care about it either. It's 
but I think I had more issue with like you f- you fixed this before. Like why are you going through this again? You know what I mean? That was more my issue. And then of course like they end up saving the women because what ends up happening is Nora goes crazy. Nora goes crazy. She's like, you know what? Super I basically crazy. want a divorce. Like that's basically, basically what she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving you. you yeah. Know? And that happened. They and this is what this is another Two reason pages. why I hated this issue. Yeah, so fast. It happened so quick. But this is one issue, and Nora has been frozen for freaking years, decades. Like, even in real life, she's been frozen for like 30 years of my life. I want to know. I want to know. Keep talking. Yeah, so he's going to keep looking. He's going to look up when when Nora was first created, basically. But she's been frozen for decades. She finally gets out in one issue. She gets new life. She's going to be Mrs. Freeze. And by the end of this issue, she is done with victor she's like i'm not gonna be this anymore like i want to be a villain i'm gonna do this own thing and she dips out and look granted i get it independent woman she could do whatever the hell she wants but at the same time you've been frozen for fucking decades and the man that's been trying to save your life this whole time finally gets you out and you're not gonna have any little bit of gratitude at all like I don't know, I feel like they just blew past so much awesome character development that could have wow. happened here. What you got the answer? Her How fir- long she- her first appearance ever. Uh huh. Batman the Animated Series Heart of Ice. That was her first ever. Yeah. So then that's decades. That's it. Okay, that's... so not as long as I've been alive, a majority of my life. So sure. her first comic appearance was Batman Mister Freeze in 1997. I am older than Nora Fries. <laughs> what? I did not yeah. know this. So, Wait, but what about the animated series? Because that was early 90s, wasn't it? It was early 90s. So yeah. if we wanted to find out exactly when... Uh, if that's her first appearance, that's her first appearance. I include animated series. All right, well, like Because Harley Quinn, that's her first appearance. Yeah, that's true. So um, then, yeah. So she's been, again, decades. She has been frozen in this damn thing. And yeah, I just feel like they missed a lot of great character development by rushing her to being the I don't I want to September seventh, nineteen ninety two. So I was three. Abby, my wife, was born on that day. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so yeah, that's what happens in this issue. One, there's a bunch of frozen people, and uh, anyway, so she she goes bridezilla, and she's like, I don't, I want a divorce, I don't care, and they he's like, oh, I'm heartbroken. She actually freezes him, but you know who's able to get out of it? Freeze is able to get out of that shit, no problem. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, I know he's the guy that created it, but I guess he had some backups. And anyways, he goes to Batman. He's all like, I need your help, Batman. Of course, we see the doom symbol for the Badrillion time. And he, this is what gets me mad so fast, too, is Freeze is like, I need your help. Here's a cure for your arm because I know you're, uh, you're, you know, you tried to cure it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, also send this data to freaking Lucius because it has to save all the people. And it just all happens in like a few panels. And I'm just like, what? And so, yeah, he's like, I need you to help me get my wife back. And that's basically what is happening. And I guarantee you on the next issue, uh, they're going to get his wife back and she's going to get put back in the tube. Yeah, she's she's going to be put down in ice. And I'm saying Tomasi had a really cool idea bringing Nora outside of the ice and actually doing something with that character. And it was I feel like now it was only a gimmick to move Mm -hmm. 
two issues ahead. Like, that was yeah. it. Yeah, and you also noticed that uh, Lucius did whiteface in this? Yep. I <laughs> I noticed immediately. Oh, my God. So if you guys uh, what were commenting, there's this stupid scene where uh, the girls are getting out. See, and also this is annoying, too, is uh, the Alfred and Lucius are both wearing superhero masks. Alfred's wearing the Flash, and Lucius is wearing a Batman Adam West mask, and it actually has the mouth part, and the mouth part is white. And if you guys don't know who Lucius Fox is, he's a black man, and he helps out Batman. He's a badass. But in this scene, uh, it shows three white women. They're all women that look like Mr. Freeze's wife. Yeah, that's why they were caught, and that's why they were frozen, because he was going to test on them. Well, they get thawed out. The cure works, and Alfred says, The women are fine and will be blindfolded and dropped off at their respected homes. I think when women go through a traumatic experience, the last thing you want to do is fucking blindfold blindfold them. (laughs) And, like, I thought there could have been a way better way to do this. And I don't know. I think just a lot of random stuff was convoluted here. It was uh, awkward. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, yeah, I don't, I just don't see any women in their right mind being like, oh, yeah, these masked men right here, they want to blindfold us? For sure. Let's do it. And, um, yeah, and then it just ends up ending with uh, Batman uh, having to use his detective skills to go, you know, try to find Nora. She goes up to, like, uh, she goes visits her parents' graves. And then we have this badass, like, final page where it's Mr. Freeze and Batman in his super flame suit, which we both agree would look pretty awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the next thing is called uh, Cold Dark World Icebreaker and uh, next In Cold Blood. Yeah. Is uh, the next issue. Yeah, I told Clay this, that after reading this issue, I'm pretty much going to drop this book. And that's not anything against Tomasi, because Tomasi has written some really amazing stuff. And I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff he's written in the past. And I believe you enjoyed his, like, Superman running a lot. Yep. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, so Tomasi is a great writer, but just I feel like his detective run has been a lot of hit-or-miss stuff. I love the Arkham Knight and that's pretty much it. I thought he had something going with this whole, you know, freaking Mr. Free story. And then it just turned sour really quickly. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. And I've actually, this isn't just like, oh, this was so bad, I'm canceling my book. I've been trying to think about, you know, getting away and going more to digital stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, kind of over it. So we're kind of uh, done with this book. <laughs> but we are going to go ahead and jump to the last book, which is a book I actually enjoyed and it was Catwoman 17 by Joelle Jones. And uh, this is just awesome. Did she draw and write this one? I'm looking for the... Uh... Oh, here they are. They're uh, so small, the title. So, yeah, it says The Hard Option by Joelle Jones. Colors by Laura Allred. So she did yeah, both she the... Did everything. She did the story and she did the... Uh, art and it does make sense because a lot of this story does have to tie into Tom King's run of Batman. Yeah, so yeah. that and does it's make why sense. Why I love this. Yeah. yeah, and it's why I love this book. So uh, where we left off with Catwoman is, you know, she was offered one of Lex Luthor's, you know, freaking prizes or whatever the hell the you gifts. want to call them. Yeah, gifts, ultimatums, whatever. Because she is kind of given a choice here, and um, he's kind of putting her down. Uh, by saying, like, what's left for you in Gotham? Like, you don't need to do anything in Gotham. Like, everything's doing their own thing over here. Like, accept this gift and, you know, be who you're going to be. And she walks into the Lazarus pit, right? I'm not mistaken there. 
I think she actually walks into the Lazarus, but then comes out wearing that new outfit or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's from the fi- the previous issue. But anyways, because uh, I don't want to dwell on this a lot, too, because we haven't covered this book too much. But what I loved about this book so much is it tied into Tom King's run, uh, like Clay mentioned. But there are these amazing – and I'm, these are double-page spreads, right? Because we get weird, like, scan copies sent to us. But um, it's like three or four double-page spreads in a row. Yeah. And – it's just these beautiful, like, different costumed Catwomans over every decade that she's existed in all her different types of uh, uniforms. And it's going through, like, basically her history. Yeah. And then she talks about how, you know, she was loving being a thief and stuff like that. And then she met Batman. And then it starts tying into her love for Batman and how, like... He, she basically loved when she, you know, she got chased by him and, like, she let him, uh, you know, catch her and all this kind of stuff. And then it just shows, like, these romantic pieces. It shows, like, their first kiss and, like, him proposing to her and, you know, her wearing the wedding dress. And it, it's like she's driving at this is going on, too. So there's these cool, like, images of her driving the bike. And then it goes to her fighting Joker and her coming to the, the, the decision of having to leave Batman so he can be Batman. Granted, if you are been keeping up with the Batman run, they both realize that they're both stupid for doing this yeah. and that they need each other to be stronger. But uh, I love this because I have mentioned it on the podcast before. I am somebody that loves fillers when it comes to things because I love le- learning the little things. And I feel like this is just feeling in a lot of holes for Catwoman. Um, granted, I still don't think it makes sense because it's happening. This is apparently the year of the villains already happening. And the her meeting up with Batman was supposed to happen before Year of the Villain. Yeah. So that's kind of a little, you know, kind of all over the place. But anyways, this goes to, um, you know, Catwoman get, got her ass kicked in the cave is what happens. She goes to go uh, try to confront the villain that's been going on this whole time in this Catwoman run, who's like this old creepy lady who has some demon sons. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's really crazy. They're, they're at a Lazarus pit. She just found this, like, totem that had all these Lazarus pit things going on, and she kills somebody to make sure this thing works and throws his body in the Lazarus pit. Now, I will say, uh, according to uh, Lazarus rules, he's supposed to come back normal, just demon, like, just, like, evil. Yeah. Uh, But he comes back as, like, a demon, pretty much, and, like, a zombie kind of thing, which I'm like, that's not how it works. So uh, I thought that was kind of weird, but maybe there will be some notes or something about maybe these are not pure Lazarus pits. So maybe there's some different types of effects because I could have swore Raish was the only one that knew where these were at. Yeah, so for sure. And we and we have seen like the additions of new pits like and yeah. in Batman, the the non pit or the Nan. Yeah. You yeah, know, so like that. so I feel like DC is really willing for writers to just, you know, kind of play with their their own own you know and and do whatever so i wouldn't be surprised if this was a newer type of pit yeah so um the demons that uh get created here actually sniff out catwoman and they beat her ass and uh i kind of love how they how she drew this is like it's kind of like a memory i guess because it's like a tv scratches of like it like kind of staticky and uh, it's stuff we saw in previous issues, but they static it. She actually goes into the Lazarus Pit, is what you can see in these panels. And she comes out in one of her old outfits. And it looks really awesome. Also, did you think that one panel was a reference to the Joker? Uh, Which one? The uh... the one that has the magic club on it? 
Yeah. It has yeah. It has the like basically the outfit he wears when he gets hit by those kids at the start of the movie. Yeah. So that was a cool maybe possible little hint of the Joker. But uh the way this thing ends is so we have all these just nice nods to, you know, Batman, Catwoman wedding, all this stuff. She gets her ass beat, she comes out of Lazarus Pit in a new outfit, and she goes to this place called the Magic Club. And she's walking through it, and there's this guy trying to do some freaking, you know, tricks or something on stage. And what we see is, you know, she's just walking through this club, and this girl is talking to a waitress or a waiter, I don't really know. And uh, he's like, yeah, she's like, can I get you anything, miss? And she's like, yeah, I'll take another Manhattan and bring one for my friend. And it's fucking the most gorgeous drawing of Zantana I have ever fucking seen. And I cannot wait because besides Catwoman, Zatanna has always been a character that I've loved. I loved her design. I've loved her in the animated series. I've always wanted more Zatanna in my life. And I'm so glad Joelle Jones is bringing her into this book. Oh, I'm so ready for this. You know, the one reason why I love going back to Catwoman is whenever Joelle Jones finally says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this issue too." Yeah. So I just love her art. I've loved it, you know, through the Batman run. I've loved it through here. I loved it through her uh, Lady Killers book. You know, uh, that's where I was kind of uh, thrown into after I saw her in Batman. So yeah. I absolutely love her art. If I'm gonna see more characters like Zatanna drawn mm-hmm. by Joelle Jones, this is gonna be awesome. I absolutely yeah. am ready for it. Yeah, we've said it on the podcast before. Joelle Jones draws, I think, the best women in all of comics, in my opinion. I I love the way Clay Mann draws women, um, but I think she draws the best Catwoman, for sure. Like, her Catwoman is the best. Like, it's sexy, but at the same time, it's beautiful. Other than uh, freaking Art Germ, like you have right behind you. Yeah, Art Germ does draw really, really awesome Catwoman. Do I have a Catwoman? No, no, I, I'm, I, I, I have a Zatanna, though. Yeah, you do have Zatanna. Yeah, so, so, yeah, Art Germ does do a different thing, but Art Germ does not do interiors. So, True. you know, he only does one-off things, but Joelle Jones, the way she's able to draw her in different types of forms and fighting and everything, I don't think Joelle Jones draws the best Catwoman. I mean, even that one panel where she's taking off the helmet looks gorgeous. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like she has this – she's given Selena – this look and I, I love it. I I want to own a piece of Joelle Jones Catwoman art in my lifetime. So we'll see that. But yeah, this was my favorite book of the week. Um, Clay, I don't know what your favorite was. Uh, it um, was quite possibly it it was this to be completely honest. With everything else that was this week, uh, nothing really hit. You know, I yeah. was really excited for Far Sector. That didn't turn out very well as the Green Lantern book this week. Uh, yeah. I was hoping big things from Batman's Grave. Didn't turn out very well. Uh, Detective, yeah. very disappointing, unfortunately. And, of course, we don't talk about the other books yeah. on this podcast. So Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, very light week. Unfortunately, not a good week for comics, in our opinions, besides this Catwoman book. But, uh, you know, it being a Batman podcast, there is always going to be new Batman books for us to talk about. The thing, the thing we're going to close out on, uh, because we are going to end this podcast right now, is they have confirmed that Alfred is dead because we are getting a basically Alfred rest in peace book. And it's going to be written by Tomasi and which that kind of scares me now that we just talked about his book. But it's going to be written by Tomasi and Tinian, who are basically going to be the two Batman writers going forward after Tom King. Uh, so yeah, Alfred is officially dead. We had this confirm. We had this conversation of possibly will he, won't he? Uh, but it looks like they are confirming that for now, and it looks like we'll be going into DC 5G without Alfred. 
And that'll be very interesting to see where this goes. But next week's podcast will have Batman 83. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. 83. And uh, we also confirmed that they did not die. You know, Clay thought they all died. <laughs> but uh, we got some footage, or not footage, but Until you know, Skeets does everything, <laughs> and he'll just save everybody. I hope not. <laughs> panels of uh, Batman 85, and it looks like it's going to be very interesting. But that is going to be it for this week's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And we want to thank everybody for listening to this, whether it's on YouTube, you know, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you listen to this. We really appreciate your support. Again, you can always hit us up on our respective social medias. All of that's in the description of this download or the video, whatever you're, wherever you're listening to this. But uh, as always, I am your host, Juicebox. He is Fanboy Clay. As always, blah, blah, blah. Let me do that again. Okay. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I am your host, uh, Juicebox. He is Fanboy Clay. Remember, when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself something. Find my daily dose of juice. See you guys next time.